Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we travel into this again the fourth Sunday of Easter, right? We keep traveling along the fourth Sunday of Easter. And Jesus and St. Paul today gives us, give us very wise words as to how it is that we as humans, right? And this is why I love when it is that we, we look at the disciples in the gospel passages, because the disciples, again, are always us, right? It's a story of us. Here are the disciples today who are afraid. Jesus, where are you going? Where is it that you are going? We do not know what you mean. What do you mean in a little while we will see you, in a little while we won't see you? What's going on? They know he has to leave them. And how terrified are they? How much do they not hope? How much is it that they're in despair? They're just trying to find a glimmer of light in which to hold on to, and yet there's nothing. So often in the Christian life, when it is that we follow Jesus, we're going to come across the same problem. Where are you, Jesus? Where are you? Where is that sliver of light? Where is that thing I can hope? Where is that, that faithfulness that I need to hold on to? Where is it that you are in my life? Where? Where is it? You're not here tangibly. We can't see you. We can't feel you. We don't know you. We don't know your presence sometimes. Sometimes your presence feels as if it's missing. But we know... That as we celebrate Pentecost, which comes up, right? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the church. Jesus says that he must go in order that we receive the Holy Spirit, right? There's only so much that he can do in his bodily form. There's only so many places he can be. But now that he gives us the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is at work in our life. And it's the Holy Spirit that connects us to Jesus, the Holy Spirit that allows us to know that we have a Father in heaven, that we are children of God, that as we receive baptism, we are made into children, sons and daughters of God. So we know that truth. Today's gospel again, here is Jesus, who's explaining to his disciples, I must go, I have to go. And his disciples are afraid. They don't know what to expect, they don't know what's going on, they're not quite sure what it is that's going to be in the future. They're just so full of uncertainties. They're full of everything just not looking like it should. Right? Here it is. We're going to follow Jesus and everything's going to be great. And we get whatever we want. And as long as we pray in his name. And whatever it is that I need to do, I'll do it in the name of Jesus. And everything will be just great and peachy and great. No, that's not, not the case. Not the case at all. The Christian life has suffering. The Christian life means that when times get tough, we follow him. Whether it's good, whether my life is blessed at the moment, or whether it's hard to see a blessing, I follow Jesus through it all. That is the meaning of the Christian life. That although life sometimes might feel like the resurrection, at other times, it's going to feel like the cross. That's what the Holy Spirit is trying to prepare us for. That in all times, we give thanks to God. So Jesus tells the disciples today, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you. But I am coming back. In the meantime, as it is that I leave you, you are going to face troubles. You are going to face tribulation. You are going to face persecution. You are going to face hard times. The world is going to hate you, but remember that it hated me first. The world is going to constantly go against you, but remember, in the end, if you are faithful, it is worth it. This is what Jesus wants us to know. Your sorrow will, will turn into joy. Just as a woman who goes into labor, a mother who goes into labor, when it is that she goes into labor, she's feeling nothing but sorrow, intense pain, whatever it might be. And then comes the child. 
And when that great happiness comes, those precious moments of the child now in her arms were worth the entire trouble, were worth the pains of labor. Jesus says this is the same. When you undergo these things, when you undergo these difficult moments, guess what? The more in which you endure for Jesus, the more in which the world makes it harder for you to be a Christian, the more in which at the end, those precious moments, those precious moments of when it is that we finally have accepted Jesus, even those difficult moments, those moments will outshine the rest. And we won't even remember the difficult times. Your sorrow will turn into joy, Jesus says. Your sorrow will turn into joy. Your sorrow will turn into joy. So oftentimes, again, we see the world and we see how much easier it is to just kind of get sucked up by the materialism, to just kind of go with the flow, to just kind of, you know, get this latest thing or that latest thing and just kind of forget about your troubles with, uh, with money, with, with power, with a career, with like, blah, blah, blah. It's so easy to get lost in the world that we forget who Jesus is in our life. That at times it seems like to be a Christian means i got to follow all these rules and at the end of the day, what's the point? What's the point of all these rules when I can just kind of do X, Y, and Z as I please? That's what most of the world sees today. What's the point? What's the point? Isn't it much easier to just go along with the world? Go along with it? Go along with whatever the wind takes us? Jesus says, there will come a time when everything's reversed. When everything in the world will no longer bring you joy, but will bring you sorrow. And the Christian life that you really held on to, even in the most difficult moments, is now going to become a great joy for you. That now we've taught ourselves something. We've taught ourselves the foundation of life is Jesus. But my brothers and sisters, we need to remember to always keep our eyes fixed upon the target. What do I mean by the target? We have to keep our eyes fixed upon the target as we travel throughout life. If our eyes are not fixed on the cross of Jesus, if it, everybody should, by the way, everybody should have a crucifix in their home, right? We're Chaldeans, we know this. But we should be fixated upon the crucifix on our homes and in our heart. Every time it is we go through life, our eyes are fixed upon Jesus. If they're not fixed upon Jesus, we are missing the mark of what life is. We are missing it. In today's, gospel, in today's letter to St. Paul, right? Letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. He says, you were dead. It's a hefty letter, but we have to get through it. You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which once you lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the air, or the demons, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of the flesh, the senses, and by the children of wrath like everyone else. The word he uses for sins is this strange Greek word called hamartia. Now, this is not like a Bible study, right? It doesn't matter. But the word hamartia is a very specific word. It means somebody who shoots and misses. Somebody who, for example, a bow and arrow, right? You're trying to shoot a target, and you completely miss the target. You're way off the target. When you shoot, you completely miss. That is what sin is to St. Paul. You're missing the target of life. You're missing what it is that your eyes are to be fixed upon. You're missing the point. A lot of times we think of sin as, you know, a robber, a thief, a murderer, a drunk, whatever it might be. I am none of those things. I go to church. I pay my taxes. I don't speed, whatever it might be. I'm a great person. 
Are we missing the mark of life? Are we missing the target? Are our eyes always fixed on Jesus? The, the answer is for all of us. No, there's something. We're missing what it is that we could be. We're missing what it is that we should be. We're missing our target. The target is Jesus. The moment we take our eyes off him, the moment we lose what it is that our, our life is meant to be, we cannot take our eyes off Jesus. We need to be able to each and day, to each and every day to ask ourselves, right, to go back to what St. Paul says, what is it, what is the mark that I'm missing in my own life? What is the mark? If you're a father, if you're a husband, is a man as good as of a husband as he should be, as he could be? Does he try to make life easier for his wife? Right? Does his moods affect his family life and the family in general? Is a woman as good as of a wife and a mother as she should be? Does she take into account her husband's life? Right? Does he really take into account, my husband is feeling this way today, whatever it might be. I need to be able to understand his worries, his troubles, whatever his problems might be. Are we as good as parents as we should be? Do we discipline our children as we should do? Or do we just kind of, eh, just kind of never mind it and wait till they grow out of it? Which they never do. Are we as good sons and daughters as we should be and might be? Do we say thank you to our parents for everything it is they do for us? Or do we see the hurt in our parents' eyes and realize that it's us who put it there? At work, are we taking it seriously? Are we being as honest as possible? Are we being as honest as possible in the way in which we live our lives? Are we each and every day waking up saying, I am a proud son or daughter of God? Or are we just going along with life just as it flows? Whatever the wind blows. My brothers and sisters, sin destroys. And St. Paul knows this. Sin destroys. It destroys our innocence. destroys our will. It destroys the mark, right? It doesn't allow us to see Jesus and to say, I want to go towards Jesus. It doesn't allow us to do any of those things. It destroys and it kills. But the moment that we fall back into love with Jesus, the moment that we keep our eyes fixed on the cross, guess what? I promise you, because of the love that you have towards Jesus and that He has towards you, He's going to change your will and He's going to love you. And that's what love is. That the more and more in which I love a person, the more in which I change. It's impossible not to love and not to change. It's impossible to, lo it's impossible to love and not change what's going on in our hearts. The more we love, the more we want to change. That is what Jesus is calling us today. Where is your faith in times of trouble? Where is your faith? What is the mark that I'm missing in my life? Are my eyes fixed upon Jesus or upon something else? That is the question we have to ask ourselves each and every day. Lord Jesus, where are my eyes? Are they focused on you? If not, what's in the way? What needs to be taken from my heart? What needs to change in my heart? What needs to be recreated in my heart? Take that. Open your heart to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to work in your heart. Amen?